Hello there, and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm your host, Evan, and this week is a bit of a continuation on from last week's episode. We recorded them back to back at the same time, so forgive us if we seem a little tired towards the end of this one. It was a long four-hour marathon. Uh, this week, we are really getting into play sets. We start with chatting about the Palpatine. Mm, I don't know if you could call it a display set, but whatever the exclusive is that's coming at PulseCon next year, or next year, sorry, next month. No, sorry. Uh, if you're listening to this anytime in the next couple days from now, this month, October, apparently, where, where'd this year go? Anyway, uh, also, if you live in Mexico or places in Europe, you probably already have this, uh, either for cheaper or for more expensive. Uh, but we get into some of that and really get into Tyler continuing to talk about his favorite pal, Palpatine. Uh, after that, we really dug deep into the playset uh, discussion that we've kind of launched into at SWTVC on our Instagram. Uh, we asked folks for uh, submissions for their top five most wanted playsets, and my good buddy John decided to compile those all together and put together a top five list as voted by you, the community. Uh, so without further ado, I'll go ahead and let this episode speak for itself. Enjoy. All right, so the five of us are back, and even though through the magic of podcasting it seems like a week later, it has only been 10 minutes for us. So uh, we're all back, uh, myself and the rest of the SWTVC crew, all of them. It's a hostful day. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump right in. We left off talking about Palpatine, and I know that one of the Palpatine releases comes with a sort of quote-unquote, display set. And Tyler, I know that is also something you've been begging to talk about. So before you have to jump off for the rest of the evening, why don't you go ahead and uh, get, a, get us started talking about um, Palpatine's play set, unless, John, you want to set the stage first with anything real quick? Uh, I'll just say, as part of Hasbro's PulseCon offerings, the only vintage collection item is the Emperor's Throne Room set, which includes a, an Emperor Palpatine figure that we talked about on the previous episode, uh, with a couple of accessories for him. It includes the first throne uh, in this scale since 1997, and it includes a reversible uh, window that you can put behind Palpatine with either just the Starfield around the indoor system, or... Uh, if you flip it around, slash Kef beer, if you want to, if you want to get into it, uh, and if you flip, if you flip it around, you can see the battle that uh, takes place outside the window. Um, and yeah, if and then as they alluded to in the live stream, if you the unboxing process is sort of neat because it involves sort of a cardboard printing of a further expansion of the set, including on the left and right those little tulip consoles that uh, are throughout his. Uh, throne room in the movie and throughout the first Death Star and A New Hope. And uh, yeah, a further expansion of the window, but that is all cardboard. So, and we know Tyler has, uh, as again, the Palpatine, the uh, the Prince of Palpatines. I don't know how you want to call it. The Prince of Palpatines. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. We have, an, we have an episode title right there. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Palpatines. <laughs> all right. Well, Tyler, what do you think about the uh, PulseCon Palpatine? Uh, set we've already talked about the figure 
Yes. Okay. So let me start off by saying I don't want to sound ungrateful for this. Okay. This has been a very long time coming. And you know what? For a lot of people, I'm sure it's going to suit their needs. I, I'm, you know, the, the new chair uh, looks great. The window, I love how it's reversible and it has two different options. I think that's great. Um, I think the presentation in terms of the packaging and uh, how it folds out and all of that. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it looks great. Um, it's very reminiscent of, uh, you know, Joe Costa new uh, or the um, Darth Maul and uh, Owen Lars visionaries set, um, you know, stuff like that. I, I think it looks really nice. Um, in my opinion, though, uh, you know, Palpatine's throne room is such a iconic and important scene to the entire saga, uh, especially to the original trilogy. And I, I feel that it deserved more justice than this. Um, I feel that this is something that could have been, perhaps should have been a HasLab item to be done the right way. And, you know, uh, I'm talking about, you know, the stairs and the platform with the, the consoles, the underneath, uh, the catwalk up above, windows on all sides, you know, the, the catwalk to the elevator shaft, like the whole shebang. I, I feel like they should have just that should be, you know, the HasLab item for Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary or something like that, right? That's that's my opinion. Um, I'm just not completely satisfied with it. And so I'm going to have to pay some customizer and I'm seeing amount of money to, to do it the way that I feel that it should be done. Uh, and I kind of feel the same way about, you know, a Moss Eisley Cantina. Like, I don't want to see that be done in a $50, you know, playset because it's not going to be done justice. If you're going to do that, do it right, go all out, every little detail, make it a HasLab. It doesn't have to be just vehicles. You can make incredible detailed playsets be HasLabs too. Um, that's the purpose of HasLab, to do crazy, ambitious projects. So I don't know. I'm just not 100% satisfied with it. Um, and that makes me sad. But I get that. He kind of, you know, you said the $50 playset thing, and I know this one is what, 35, 35. Um, I think it's pretty good considering it comes with the figure and all that. And it is just cardboard. Part of sure, me is wondering sure. though, if this doesn't necessarily signal that we'll never get this again, I'm actually kind of wondering since this is an exclusive and not part of the main line that it doesn't necessarily eliminate any further modular pieces uh, of the Emperor's throne room in the future in the main line of the play sets at the $50 price point with pack and figures like Similu and Royal Guards and all of that. I don't know. I just thinking, I, I think this was mostly just like a, a, an exclusive sort of way to have a, a fancy presentation so they can uh, charge mm -hmm. more for a Palpatine, uh, have an exclusive and also, you know, uh, pay for the cost of getting a throne in the scale, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, I do like the window, but I do, you know, Overall, it's kind of underwhelming in the wow factor because it's not a whole lot of plastic. Uh, but overall, I'm mostly satisfied with it. But I do understand not being satisfied with it if this is being treated as the one and done for, now, for the throne. I'll say in terms of the San Diego Comic Con of it all, because it probably would have been an exclusive for that uh, in a, a normal year. 
they've done similar items like this for especially for the Black Series over the last you know five or six years. Like like the, Jabba's, the Jabba's Palace comes to mind. Yeah, the yeah. Thrawn set. Uh, there was yep. a Jabba set there. Uh, even the indoor the Obi Wan with the table. Yeah. So they they mm. do well. They'll give you like an impression of a scene. You know, a prop or a chair or whatever. Um, the Jabba's hookah rail, which was only available at Comic Con in the six inch scale, and then they'll have the cardboard packaging sort of just you know set the rest of the scene. Not to take away from that, not to say they'll never do it again, but um, it, it doesn't fill me with hope necessarily that they're going to redo Palpatine's throne room. Yeah, that wasn't like a yeah, that wasn't like a, oh, I think they're going to do it again, or you know, but I just I don't think it necessarily rules it out i don't think sense it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to redo it without the chair because that is the throne is the most important part of the throne room (laughs) the rest if you look at the set it's kind of like with the carbon freezing chamber like people are like this is it that play set um that's true that is true if you look at the movie there's not like the actual set like it's a blue backdrop behind them um there's not a lot to it other than the um we know Carlo loves the hanging the hanging wires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in the big claw, which is like, okay, how do you connect that to how do you make a ceiling of a thing? But like for Palpatine's throne room, a lot of it, aside from the stairs and those tulip uh, consoles, which I think I would love to see those as, you know, like styled like the old Kmart catapult uh, yeah. and eight set. I think that'd be a perfect thing for that. And they could have a gray suited uh, death squad commander star destroyer commander yeah like yes. vintage figure um i think they there's could re- more they could add to it yeah so in that regard i think they could do a set like that next year comic-con i don't know um that would add some of the other things i mean the the floor itself is just a gray floor there's not a lot to it um you've got the stairs you've got the catwalks so i'm not you know uh, i'm not as crestfallen by this set i do think i think we mentioned it before where um I'm I'm mostly impressed with the price point where it's like you know it's thirty five dollars take away fifteen uh, or fourteen for the figure uh, and then the rest is kind of what went into the window the throne and then just kind of the packaging to kind of give as John said the impression of the scene or to set the mood of it um, yeah I of course I'd love to see a more thought out thing and if they did a Haslab Emperor's throne room boy oh boy do you bet I would be making horrible financial mistakes get several of those <laughs> so. But yeah, no, I, I get you, Tyler. I, I hear you. And that I think that is very valid and definitely uh, I'm glad you brought it up because it is something I've heard from a lot of people really bringing up and kind of moaning and groaning about not in like a bad way of moaning and groaning, just like, a, oh, yeah, like, oh, that's awesome. But is that is that going to be it? Yeah, I hope not. I was just going to say for the price point, I, I think you're getting, you know, a good deal. Um, I'm just not happy with it. That's all. I, I'm willing to pay more to get more. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from yeah. on this, you know. But I know everybody, not everybody's like that. So if I mean, if we look at this more of as a, a nice plussed up deluxe figure as opposed to a cheap, lesser than playset, I think that's maybe what Hasbro was looking. At. Hasbro was probably thinking of a way to okay, how do we let's take our regular figure and add a little bit to him instead of you know. Let's take let's take an existing playset, which maybe they were planning on doing, maybe they weren't, and paring it down to the the bare essentials. I guess it's a Palpatine build-up pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, as collectors, we always want more, don't we? Everything we get, we think, oh, that could be bigger, that could be done better, that could be done, you know. And 
I think, like you say, yes, we'd all want the ultimate. We, you know, we want the whole Death Star. We don't just want the front room. We want everything. Well, of, of course, think, naturally. You know, yeah. 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 But if you look at it in the context <laughs> of what it is, yeah, <laughs> you know, for what it is, and like you say, the price point, the presentation, it's okay. Yeah, it's. You know, I agree with Tyler. I think it it kind of makes it feel like you're not going to get a better one now. But, I, you know, I guess for what it is, I, I kind of see it a bit like it reminds me of, you know, the, the Vader 500 figure, which wasn't the 500 mm-hmm. figure, but comes in that in yeah. the chamber. <laughs> It's kind of a bit like that. I look at that and think, oh, it'd be great to have had the whole chamber. You know, it would have been lovely just to have the whole room and then you could have had the other figures. But that's what it was and that's what it is. And it presents well. And I guess it's the same thing. It presents well, but it's we have to accept it for what it is. Yeah. Or like the other Vader set where he has the Emperor hologram and it's really just like the small platform and then the right. big Emperor. You don't get the full room, which probably wouldn't have been that much more expensive, but... It gets the impression of it. So, John, let's delve into playsets. I know right now uh, we just wrapped up our uh, entry um, uh, entry window for uh, listing your top five playsets wants in the vintage collection, and yes. there were quite a few awesome submissions from that. So, I know John, you've been tallying all that up, and uh, the day that this is released, I believe, is the day that uh, all of you listeners out there can also check on at SWTVC on Instagram to see what the top five playsets so, were. So, yeah, and it, they don't, Hasbro doesn't just make cardboard backdrops for their stuff. Lately, <laughs> for the past few years, about once a year, we've been getting a 50-ish dollar, you want to call it a playset, you want to call it a display set, uh, whatever you want to call it, a backdrop for your vintage collection figures. Uh, often with one or two figures included. We've had uh, Jabba's Palace. We've had the Carbon Freezing Chamber. We've had the Tanta V4, which is the correct way to pronounce it. Uh-huh, and sure. we, are getting the, we are getting the Navarro Cantina <laughs> at some point in the near future. Um, and when, they were, when Hasbro was discussing that, they said, what do you guys want to see? What do you want to see for the future of this sort of $50 price point uh, for this playset display set sort of situation they've got going on now. So we put that question to our community. We got roughly a hundred responses of people's top five most wanted playsets. Um, as we'll get into, a lot of people want these to be giant Haslab multi several hundred dollar projects instead of what they're currently doing. And there's room for both in the line for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did ask for your most wanted uh, sort of $50 vintage collection playset, what that would be. So we asked everybody for their top five. So we're going to count the actual top five down and talk a little bit about each one. So coming in at number five was the Ewok Village, also known as Bright Tree Village, uh, which did get a playset in the vintage Kinner days in the Return of the Jedi line, uh, which was reused as a Robin Hood playset a few years later. Um, yeah. How would you guys like to see that done? I'd like to see it done, you know, with uh, modular trees, bridges that connect it. Um, again, you know, some people moan about the modular sets, but I think this is something that would need to be done in pieces so that you could buy more and plug them together and, and build them up. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the way it would have to be done, especially, again, if we're talking about something that fits into this price point. So um, as much as, yeah, again, we could go, I think with every one of these sets, we could go down the HasLab route, couldn't we, and say, well, we're just going to go mad and build the whole thing crazy. But right. I think the Ewok Village is definitely one where uh, there's some concepts out there where people have done some amazing stuff. And I think it, it almost needs to be as simple as a tree, perhaps with a connecting bridge, and then you build from there. Yeah. Because they have the little huts sort of on the platforms on the tree, and 
you know, I guess there's the larger one, like where they tell this, where C-3PO tells the story of the, uh, the original trilogy. Yeah. And Luke and Leia talk about mm-hmm. uh, their family and stuff. Um, I don't know how exciting a, a tree in and of itself would be. I mean, they had, we, <laughs> so we had the log. more than a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had the logs in the 2007 uh, Ultimate Indoor Battle Pack situation, which was just, you know, it's just a couple of logs. Like the Ren and Stimpy uh, log joke from all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so how do you, how do you plus it up? How do you make it exciting? That indoor playset was a really cool, it's one of the few actual vintage pieces that I have. Um, and then I know Lego, Lego did a really cool um, 250-ish dollar one, maybe five years ago or something. Um, eight years ago, time has no meaning anymore. But <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot they could do. I mean, there's that one had or the uh, the Kinder one has like a, a spit roast where you can kind of put. Um, I guess you can put Luke and Han and Chewie there, <laughs> or you know, and they made C-3PO's throne a few times. Um, it's got a drum. Yeah, little drum on it, and it's got on there. That's more of a play piece, and I think that's really where perhaps people look for an upgrade of it, so that it's less of a play piece and more of an accurate, you know, uh, you know, I guess an accurate diorama. Yeah, (laughs) they could even do the the carbon chamber thing, where it's like you know, some of these platforms are sort of circular in the Ewok village. They could do a part of that, like a pie piece or half of it or something be another uh you know maybe they could uh, put something like a force ghost in there too um, oh yeah yeah <laughs> the back in figure yeah 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 what figure should we see with that obviously we could do a just a generic ewok warrior maybe with a couple different hoods or something the the mythical dalmatian ewok oh yeah, yeah. that'd be great yeah. yeah the dalmatian ewok that was uh planned for release with the catapult years ago and swapped out for a simpler deco yeah i do think though uh, an ewok would be a great army build like like you guys said an ewok with kind of how they treated wicket with a different hood a different set of accessories mm-hmm. so that it was kind of like an ewok build-up pack almost uh mm-hmm. that comes with the place that so if you buy multiples you're able to get variety out of your little uh ewok tribe slash army building mm-hmm. yeah and we, we've gotten a lot of the uh, the major ewoks lately in the vintage collection over the last couple of years. Um, so it'd be great to give them an actual home here soon. <laughs> Cause I'm, I am still using that cardboard box from the, uh, from that target $50 battle pack that had the ATST and a bunch of other stuff. And I know they did another, another one in the black series at Toys R Us, but they need real plastic. None of this cardboard. Nonsense. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be using my, uh, old original Kenner, uh, Ewok yeah. play set to put them on in, in the meantime. So, <laughs> which yes, I still have exactly, the box. Exactly how mine's displayed. And yeah. still got the box. Yeah. I, I, yeah, wow. it, uh, the box is folded down and everything. I forgot we'd gotten it when I was a kid and, uh, I played with the playset, but I guess my, my parents had held onto the box and I found it all these years later. So I was able to kind of rebuild it and for no reason other than be like, Oh, I got an original, uh, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, number four, uh, was echo base, which I think would lend itself more to a, uh, a modular set like the Tanta V4. You could connect the hallways. Um, yeah, because you've already done that mock-up, Lewis. I have, yeah. That one, um, again, I was trying to think along the lines of anything where you sort of had yeah, streets and corridors connected. And it, the Echo Base one lends itself perfectly to that. You know, yeah. On the reverse side, I think I looked at it where you can have the consoles, um, you know, the radar screens, uh, that kind of thing. So it could be double-sided like the 10 TV. And yeah, I think I, I would love the, the Echo Base one, actually. I think that'd be a great one. We have pieces over the years, don't we? But we don't have a, a whole set. So yeah. I think it would be great. And there was, I talked about it a little bit with Jason, but there 
were plans to do like Torin Farr's uh, little console that she sits at, or the, the console that Leia is sitting at when Han comes in to talk to her. Um, and we've got, yeah, with General Rykan, we've got his tactical screens. Um, so we do have some of those pieces to fill it out and they can, you know, redo those or whatever. And and we are getting the reissue of the troop, uh, the troop builder. Yes. You yeah. know, it goes perfectly. Yeah, with true. It, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we also have much, pretty much every figure we need to fill that. Uh, I mean, again, yeah. Going back to Ewoks, we've got a lot of Ewoks to fill those. Uh, likewise, with this Echo Base, I know people are talking about you know we don't want to see play sets that have got you know we haven't got characters to fill them, and I, I get that from that perspective. Totally. Yeah, with, with this from this side of things, we've got all those characters and nowhere to put them. Yeah, so yeah, you kind of need the base, really. I would like to see a snow trooper packed in with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be cool. A little more action, new one, yeah, new yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And also yeah. see it in the main line as well, so it's not you know you don't have to yeah. spend three hundred dollars to get a couple of them. But well, that would be a great army builder. Um, yeah, there's a, yeah, Echo Base has quite a few figures already. Where, um, yeah, like with the carbon freezing chamber, the box uses figures from two thousand four, which we are now getting new updates of that we recently talked about with Lobot and Lando and Bespin Leia isn't even on that box because the uh, one before the vintage collection update was so old that they're just like ah we're not we're not even gonna put that on there. Yeah, that was a Power of the Jedi figure, right? <laughs> yeah, so so timing is key in all of these. Yeah. So yes, we want the, a couple of, you know, build them out with figures to go with them. Definitely. Uh, even the, the Tantive set had a Darth Vader, but the Leia is from 2004 on there. And shameful, frankly, but whatever. Yeah, hopefully she's coming. So. Yeah. Number three was, frankly, something I thought would be number one, but is uh, another modular set, the Death Star slash Star Destroyer slash generic Imperial Hallway with those pill lights that we all know and love uh, going up and uh, vertic- going vertically. I think that, yeah. that one that one's born, born out of the fact that the Tensive has been so successful, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. From a, I mean, a Carlo will probably agree, but from a photography point of view, that set's amazing. You, you can pull it around, you can put so many different scenes in it. You can, mm-hmm. you know, mine, mine, mine comes apart so often. At the moment, I've got it, and you're saying to Tyler, he's got all he's in, he's eight in a sort of crest. I, I bought six and I've got them in one long row, but I'm always taking them apart, using them for shots, and then I put them back again. And I think mm-hmm. y- you see that, and you, think, oh, you know, it'd be great to have the Imperial version, and that's all it really is, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. We're not getting a whole Death Star, but that those corridors are enough to be able to do all those scenes. Well, and I was going to say too, with like um, space walls and the GTP stuff at the six-inch scale, that you know, I, I defy you to find a six-inch photographer that doesn't at least have one of those that they've taken, yeah. you know, a ton mm-hmm. of photos, and you know, with the, with the Tantive Tantive uh, Blockade Runner hallway <laughs> set. I, you know, I have, I have several as well and I am obsessed with Not that I'm a toy photographer, uh, at all. I just like to snap photos of my figures that I pose and have fun with. I have, I can't get enough of taking photos of any figure in the Tantive set. Like I, mm-hmm. it looks so good, don't I, I love it. Yeah. Scale. It's just yeah. great. Yeah. And I, I would love to see more, you know, uh, diorama pieces like that uh you know to get some variety but just for those of us who take simple photos all the way up to the folks like carlo who do crazy toy photography (laughs) it's it's a perfect way to basically elevate anybody's display uh for a reasonable price and be able to elevate also the quality of photos of the figures that are circulating out there in social media where it works for me is it's got a flaw i i I know Mm -hmm. the jabba's palace set it's a decent set i quite like it but it felt always felt for me like it was missing the floor and i I think when you take 
photos, you know, with that, I take pictures with that. You need to create your own base. I think that the beauty of the Tens of Eve is that it, it, it's, a, it's an instant set. You can put your figures on it and bang, you've got your pictures. And, you know, we don't all need to be Carlo to, to build sets of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and also, too, with the peg holes uh, strategically located yeah. all around it, too, which has made it amazing. I, I think I've taken on my Instagram like four different photos of random characters that don't belong in that hallway but, you know altering you know in photoshop playing with a little bit but being able to do dynamic poses of say like the the scout trooper fighting a jedi like having it leaning forward like a lunging action pose but it's secured into the thing i don't have to have a a, a base a little base visible that i have to edit out it makes it all very accessible it's very user-friendly uh i would say with these things so I i really like that and appreciate that and you can, the fact that it is modular and you can enclose the hallway if you really want to, because like I have mine display, I don't have enough space to display all four that I bought, but uh, you can have one open and then I have like the extra door kind of, mm. you know, giving the hint of uh, another wall. Right. But mm-hmm. you, you can do a lot with it. And I think uh, an Imperial hallway is something that would, you could do even more with because, you know, as apparently designed by Orson Krennic, mm. uh, <laughs> it was, you know, an aesthetic that they had from that takes place from the end of the Clone Wars all the way through, you know, the original trilogy. And it sort of it looks, you know, they copied some of the lights in Starkiller Base and whatnot. Well, and um, the Mando it, era it, and all that, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I think the flexibility of this type of set is what makes it successful because, again, you talk about your, your big sets, you know, everyone wants the Jabba's Palace, they want the Cantina, they want those ones that that you can fill with all the aliens, but they're really scene specific. And most people I'm sure who've got, you know, if they've got any sort of cantina diorama set up, they've probably watched Star Wars and paused it a hundred times to make sure they've got the right character sitting with the right character there and that one. And that's how most people are going to display that type of set because they want to recreate that scene. I think with, with when you're talking about the hallways and the, the corridors, because they are so flexible, I think the set needs to be flexible with it. And therefore it's not so frozen in terms of what goes with it and what needs to be in how it needs to be laid out which i think is what makes it easier in some ways to deliver it because we're not asking for the whole thing i mean it goes back to the, the throne room doesn't it we want the whole throne room <laughs> but but actually with a corridor piece you don't necessarily have to have the whole ship you know it's just it's enough yeah and then there was a lot of votes for other death star related items and we'll just talk about that now because we're talking about the death star hallway but it's always the, and I know apparently people have said that Hasbro has had multiple designs over the years of, okay, if we do a Death Star playset, what would that look like? Would it look like an update of the multi-layer Kinner playset that just kind of has the major moments that, you know, the rope swing, the trash compactor, the, uh, the Death Star cannon, or is that? I kind of feel that's the only way you could do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, or, or you could just do individual sets of the hallways and then a separate set because like in the 90s we had the um the prison block and we had which i have resting on top of the cardboard um trash compactor sets they did about 10 years later and then um Mm -hmm. you know and then they had like the the chasm swing set also in the 90s so they've done piecemeal here and there and it feels like like other people voted for yeah the elevator shafts or the hangar bay or you know the ray balcony or the defense system or the hangar bay control room there's a lot in the death star they could do so without turning it into as people have said a nerd's dollhouse so to speak <laughs> and and they did 
real quick, we got a little bit of a taste of this with the BB-8 set for The Last Jedi, which even though it wasn't um, the Death Star, it was a mix of Starkiller base. You know, it turns into a life-size BB-8 that opens up into oh, sort yeah. of a mix between Snoke's throne room and his Star Destroyer and Starkiller base with a lot of Death Star sort of type elements added in. And that that's a fun place that it does. It's not very accurate for displays. You don't really see it in a lot of photography from collectors. Um, I think that might be as close as they would get to doing like a full toy playset of it. Yeah. Well, I I I know this is this may be redundant, but I kind of thinking about it too. Where when you mentioned how would they do it, like modular, like would they stack? What would be fascinating is if they did like you know a playset of like the chasm for the rope swing. They did one of like a hangar bay and all that, but they all could interface they could all lock and connect onto yeah. the hallway yeah. play set so yeah. that like if you so chose you could build a sprawling thing like you know hallways connecting each of these play sets mm-hmm. even if it's not necessarily accurate to how it's laid out or be able to use the hallway as a supplementary piece to this play set to give it further backdrop yeah i think that would be great if they did like a yeah. a standard imperial hallway uh you know death star or whatever and then that can lock on to any other yeah. yeah just build out yeah. so like if they did one a year or something i think that would be a very cool way to yeah. to get that done and, and, and if you did it that way you have a different figure packed in each time potentially yeah yeah, yeah. you could have mm-hmm. an imperial officer you could have a, you know standard in one you could have uh yeah. you know, even a uh, so death star joy i don't know we don't need more of those but you know, there are different options there, aren't they, that you could pack in with each one. So, and yeah, I think, similarly. Yeah, people had a lot of hope with the Jabba's Palace set because it has those little connecting pieces. It's really just so that you can have the walls going perpendicular or parallel to the main wall. Um, but a lot of people had hopes that they would build those out with more pieces. So I think that, yeah, adding separate play sets that still connect together is is a smart idea. It's probably a good move <laughs> for them. Yeah. Number two on the most requested uh, playset list was, indeed, the most Isley Cantina. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I would just say, you know, I would reiterate what I said um, earlier, and that's that I think the, the Moss... You know, I, Lewis, I, I really appreciate the concepts that you that you drafted up for Moss Isley. I think that looks great. Um, it's not finished. I, I still... <laughs> well, yeah, I, I still feel that uh, it would be best to do that as a Haslab because I've seen I've seen so many people custom make the entire cantina, you know, really detailed, fantastic job, and I think I think it would sell really well. Um, I think it would have a lot of backers if they if they did a really super legit big Haslab cantina. I think there 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 are a number of ways you can go about this. Um, well, first of all, we have the cardboard one from the late nineties. That does have, you know, a couple of tables and the bar. It's small, it's cardboard, you know, but it exists. And then around between 2002 and 2007, they were doing the, the bar pieces included with different figures and multi, multi-packs. Um, so if you're around then, as I was, and or if you go to eBay, you can put those together. But they never made the distillery in the middle with those IG droid heads. <laughs> in, in three the and three quarter inch. And three and three quarter inch. So yeah, so now this year, alongside the Palpatine set, the Black we get a series. slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting a distillery for all one of the Cantina characters that they made before now. <laughs> uh, don't get me started on that one. But because um, in the Cantina, there are, I, I rewatched the scene today, but there are the alcoves, the, you know, they have the sort of circular entrance above them. 
Um, and then the tables that, you know, you see Han and Greedo at, or you see all the different creatures at in the close-ups. Um, because on set, you know, those were in shadow and then late when in England and then later in LA, they did all the reshoots of the close-ups of the, the cooler aliens um, that were not at the bar, that sort of thing. Um, so, I mean, we, the bar is a very important part of that scene. The, the alcoves are a very important part of that scene. I think, how would you guys like to see that done? I think you'd go down the same route of what we were just saying with the Death Star, to be honest. Uh, if it wasn't a Haslab, I mean, you know, again, I'd love to see it as a Haslab, and I'm sure most people would. But if you didn't go down that route, I think, you know, like you say, those alcoves, are the, they're, they're, they're replicated. Yeah, so I think you could do there's six or seven of them. Yeah, you could do a set. They interconnect together. You can go out and buy seven of them if you want to buy seven of them, and you can connect them all together. And so that's one piece of it. You could have a second piece that goes with it, which is the entrance, you know, the door coming in with the steps yeah. down. The droid scanner. To connect. Yeah, yeah. The droid scanner with that. And then the, the, the sort of third piece, if you like, is the bar with a distillery in the middle. And it's almost those three elements, I think, you could build the entire container, really. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have a roof. It wouldn't have necessarily... If, I think if it came as a Haslab, people would probably expect a roof that you could lift off it. I don't know. I don't know quite how. But but I think to, to achieve it without a Haslab, that's that's how you do it. Yeah, mo- very much modular. Yeah. Well, no, anything with like walls is going to be difficult, you know, because you want to be yeah. able to see it and not just yeah. from the bird's eye view. So that's why I appreciate right. the, the Tantive set. It can have the yeah, full both options. Yeah. Yeah. When, and that's where if it was modular, you could have one heart, you could have one side of the canteen. So you could have, you know, what, three or four alcoves. You could have the bar in front of it. You wouldn't need the other side if you were looking across. It depends how, how anal you are about actually, you know, <laughs> needing every single every single character in the right place. You know? Yeah. And yeah. me very, 100%, but, you know, <laughs> other people not so much. You guys might want to take some photos of other eras, other characters, you know, but. I need to pause the movie a hundred times. Okay, Momanedon is sitting next to uh, exactly. <laughs> and there's an unnamed girl next to him. Anyway, um, and yeah, that goes back to how many of these characters, how many of these figures should be available in the line. Um, and I've said before and gotten a little flack because they have done a lot of the Cantina aliens already. Um, when they shot them, they would reuse the masks or they would make multiples of the masks. So, you know, there's two of... The, the crockers there's two of the colonels there's two of the uh various characters here and there and do we need them to resculpt those i you know i don't know or can you just go on ebay and buy them and paint uh mosep's mustache from white to, to red or whatever <laughs> or vi- vice versa um they've covered a lot of ground and there's not a whole ton of aliens left like i'm really excited about the figure and dan yes and i, I rewatch and i know in the uh, the stories, there are seven Cantina Ben members. I believe in the behind-the-scenes photography, you see all seven. In the actual movie I checked, you can see six for sure. Um, a lot of people think there's only five because a lot of the previous multi-packs have only had five. But mm-hmm. that's, old, that's old bad intel. Get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we bring you the uh, facts. Yes. So if you wanted to do an alcove, and I think I mentioned it on one of the streams, you could have – you could repack that Cantina Band member with an alcove and then get six of them and you've – you know, plus the mainline – figuring Dan and you got all seven something like that or a sand trooper uh, if you want just a generic army builder based on the rogue one body mm-hmm. if you like yeah I, I modular is key i think for this and- yeah i want to see the uh, i just really want to see the distillery part yeah with the, with the whole bar, bar, uh, bar area <clears throat> available soon that's one of the most the sets that i wanted the most yeah. yeah, and yeah, and 100% modular. It has to be modular. 
Plus, and, yeah. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that we definitely need Tonica sisters too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Time for Tonica. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, I know yeah, you want the dist- I know you want the distillery because those pieces were reused as IG 88's head. Exactly. <laughs> so I would, yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I want to add those to my IG collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there are humans, there are background humans, of course, the Tonica sisters being the most important. Uh, I was wondering about the feasibility of a woohoo on, on a vintage card. I don't know how exciting that would be for a lot of people, but I think I, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think you'd get a lot of the the older, but that's another one that would be great if they were to do a Haslab of figures, would be a woohoo or something yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily have to be gambled on at retail. Yeah. And I've thought, like, you know, if they don't want to do totally new sculpts, but they do want to do uh, pack in figures for a Haslab, they could get some of the cantina characters in their original kinder colors out and we'll talk about wacky colors in another episode for sure for sure Uh, there's just too much to talk about um (laughs) so but the number one most requested playset which i was a little bit surprised by is the star destroyer bridge which is another thing that you know with some slight design modifications appears across all three trilogies and uh throughout the clone wars quite a bit so there's a lot you could do with that um you know, you could have Ahsoka standing there feeling the presence of Order 66 happening. You could have Vader there looking, thinking about Luke or whatever. Uh, you can have Kylo Ren watching the destruction of the Hosnian system. Whatever you want to do, you got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was on my list. Um, I, I, I want to see that. Um, the main yeah. reason that's on my list is because I really want to do that Bounty Hunter lineup. Uh, I mean, that for me is, mm-hmm. is Star Wars. I mean, that, that you know, my probably one of my earliest memories as a kid is, is those bounty hunters standing on that, 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 that bridge. So yeah, I, it's a bit odd at the moment because you kind of have all the bounty hunters and you kind of think we haven't really got anywhere to display them in terms of a set, you know, we can put them on a shelf, but we haven't got anything. And so they're there, they're, they're, you know, for me, that's where, that's what I put on it all day long. So yeah, definitely. Would, uh, Cause this one's a little bit complicated because they're sort of on the side, like, and then there's that, that pit, there's like yeah. two pits, mm-hmm. and I think a big set. That's the thing. It wouldn't be a straightforward set. Yeah, we'd have to rub around, right? Yeah, because there's the uh, big window where everybody looks out, and then yeah, the little walkway in between that, and then the pit, and then the side where the bounty hunters stand. You kn- so yeah, you know, I, I that's one of those where I think that would be great as like a um, you know hundred hundred and hundred twenty dollar playset piece where mm-hmm. it's a big one, but it sell it t- sell it in halves. So if they were to approach it by halves. If that makes sense. Actually, I believe uh, they built only half of it for the Empire Strikes Back. And then so that's why in the before the special edition, sometimes they would flip it to maintain a different mm-hmm. to create a different part of the bridge. And then like Piet's rank badges on the wrong side, which they fixed for the DVD at some point. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, even in real life, they didn't build the entire thing. I believe uh, so. the one that Tyler mentioned, um, the whole the holding the ground is it um yeah i think that that comes in as a half and i think yeah. you can either have one or two halves so I, I think that's how they've done it anyway yeah, yeah i think that would be interesting not that i it, it very much going back to what tyler said i think uh when we were talking about palpatine uh, with um paying more to get more that is one with like a star destroyer bridge i think that's very much one that i would like to see not necessarily as a haslab but as a premium playset if they were to mm-hmm. experiment in making a larger playset so that they could make one and it's got you know the tiered levels where you could have the pit and the the bridge itself in the window and then if you were to be able to get um two of them i don't know you know i don't know how you do that considering they 
you'd have to mirror the pieces. So if they were to offer two yeah. different ones yeah. that you could put together, but you don't have to buy both. Um, I don't know. So we're going to get it as a, as a plastic window with some cardboard sides here next yes. year. Yes. With a new Tarkin figure. <laughs> yeah. One, one figure from just no a figure. Yeah. <laughs> a, fig, a figure call out from the scene. I really want to see There's like a black droid, barely visible in the pit. Um, I don't, I'm not sure of its name. Forgive me for, for my lack of knowledge on this subject. Oh, but how it, dare you, John? You don't know anything about <laughs> Star Wars and fire. Oh my God. <laughs> but it, it looks a lot like the BG J38 from Jabba's Palace, the yellow bug looking droid, the background droid. Um, that's something that I would really like for them to do. Uh, I, I can share parts with a, a new 8D8 or, uh, you know, something like that. It's, there's a little EV99 8D8 sort of vibe going on to the, to it. Just put that in there. Put that in the set, please, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. But yeah, and then because Kenner has the, I don't have the Kenner Star Destroyer place, but that kind of, it's, that one's a mix of like Vader's meditation chamber and there's like a big red piece of plastic that's supposed to be the Emperor and kind of the bridge and, and the, uh, yeah, and the pit. I, I never had that one, but I, it always was a slightly strange set in terms of it's trying to cram a lot of things into something and, and then keep that triangular shape, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 I've never actually seen it in real life, so I, I don't yeah. know how successful it is, if I'm honest. Yeah, and I know people now have been talking about how uh, the Millennium Falcon, the the landing struts can like attach to the back of that set to kind of mimic the scene in Empire Strikes Back where it's like hiding on the uh, Star Destroyer, oh. which is insane because the, the, the Star Destroyer playset toy from the 80s is like half the size of the falcon yeah <laughs> so it's like i think it'd be it'd be hard for them to miss that <laughs> so yeah so thank you to everyone who submitted their lists we had a lot of great choices there were a lot of other interesting choices that did not make the top five so yeah there's a lot they could do with this um just wanted to get that list out there i think nobody could find fault with them but now we just got to argue over the details of how big yeah. how you know how much do they fit for what 50 star bucks. wars collectors arguing what? That's we what we never, no, we never do that. We That's all agree on everything. It's all fun and happy. <laughs> Clearly. All right, friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the SWTVC podcast. Uh, please be sure visit our Instagram page at SWTVC on Instagram to check out all of these playsets we talked about. Uh, Lewis, the amazing space hut, uh, rendered out some amazing, amazing looks at what these playsets could be. Uh, packaging, including the playsets themselves too. It's truly bonkers how how much effort he put into these and how great they look. I mean, we got a campaign Hasbro for them. And not to be outdone, John, uh, the Vintage Concepts, decided to do card mock-ups for the packing figures. And this time he uh, ventured into adding figure mock-ups onto those said beautiful cards of his so again be sure to check those out join in the conversation let us know what you guys think let's talk about play sets oh man we are already almost into october PulseCon is coming up soon so be excited for that uh, but speaking of things to be excited about guess what is hitting in the wild just starting this week the Emperor Wave, the Wave with Lando, IG-11, Tebow, and Papa Palpatine himself. Uh, I was lucky enough to find him uh, this past Sunday. I found the whole wave. 
Uh, that's a whole long story. You can hear all about it if you sit down and listen to an upcoming episode of the Vintage Collection podcast by Victoria of Victoria's Cantina. Her and I just sat down and chatted and reviewed briefly uh, these four figures that are in this wave. I am so stoked about that. So yes, store finds are abound if you're on uh, social media right now. Uh, so either go hunting or keep tracking on those st uh, stock trackers but they are coming. Also, as of recording this, Entertainment Earth is also processing the orders on the first round of pre-orders for that wave. So it is here so much earlier than expected. Although I'm sure, John, as you listen to this, you're going to be like, Evan's crazy. It's just on time. He's an idiot. Yeah, you're right, dude. But, you know, happy beeps. Let's be optimistic and hope things are going to hit early and then grumble, grumble when they hit right on time. I think there's sayings about that, about if you're early or late, if you're late, you're, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't pay attention in public school. Uh, also hitting, uh, people are finding the uh, Antoc Merrick Blue Leader X-Wing at Target. Uh, I have not. I've had an unpleasant experience trying to find that. It is very hard to track down. There's been no official word from Hasbro about it, nothing from Target. Target nuked the page from Target.com. The only way to seem to get any info about it is to have someone scan the barcode uh, in store, and even then they'll, they may tell you to get lost. I don't know. Regardless, be nice to retail employees. Don't go nuts. They're toys, my friends, even if it's frustrating. Trust me, I get it. Uh, hopefully we shall know more about this soon. Or if John's hunch is correct, by the time you're listening to this, maybe on Friday, if you don't get to it on day one, which is Thursday, the 30th, uh, maybe Target will have dropped it this Friday morning uh, online. Who knows? But anyway, it's a, another frustrating exclusive. I get what they were trying to do to ease up some of the frustrations of pre-order drama with online stuff. However, this seems to not quite be the answer we were all hoping for. Regardless, Godspeed, my friends. I hope you all are able to have luck finding them. I hope I can find one myself too. Uh, hopefully two of them because I do need two of those sweet, sweet mustachioed Merrick figures uh, so I can pretend to have a John Linquist action figure. Uh, other than that, you know, the usual hubbub of granting me a quarter, please go check them out, ctocollectibles.com. Use promo code SWTVC10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Um, other things like, hey, you guys mind uh, rating and reviewing and subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts? That would really help us out when it comes to analytics and all of that. I know I've been venturing into that world and seeing what it's all about. And uh, I'm pretty surprised. Thank you guys for all of the kind reviews that have been left. Uh, thank all of you listeners for really just kind of sticking with us uh, and staying with us with this show, enjoying what we do, or at least pretending to. Um, our, our listening numbers are so much higher than I thought they ever could be. Uh, not to toot, toot my own horn or toot our own horn with this. It's just uh, astounding uh how well the show is doing so we are nothing without you guys thank you so so much uh anyway as always this does it for this episode of the SWTVC podcast so you know the drill keep 375 alive finish the 96 balance the scales hasbro back tvc and may the force be with you mm -hmm.